Hi everyone, welcome. This is Light Alive. I'm Ifiolua Ampigunde. We bless the name of the Lord for how He has been helping us throughout this month of May, and we appreciate Him especially for all that He has done through all the lessons for us. Yes, throughout the month of May, we've been taking a general focus on liberating letters, and Sunday, May 29 is the last sunday for the month our topic is spiritual fruit of freedom spiritual fruit of freedom this topic more or less is what the lord is using to help us to fully enter into the manifestation and the point of a full assessment of our life reflecting whether we have been fully liberated or not or we are dwelling perfectly in the liberation that has been opened up to us this is what this part of the lesson is opening our eyes to and we have to be real with it with ourselves ensuring that we face it as the lord is bringing it to us most especially understanding that freedom is in no other or is no it can't be found elsewhere other than in christ jesus and the freedom that we can ever desire is made rooted in his life and by living in his life by having this freedom there is hope for the future by having this freedom there is also this everlasting uh assurance of inheritance that we can enjoy in christ jesus so beyond the fact that we are set free by christ jesus god is also opening up to us an expectation that we must show forth to the world and we must be able to reflect truly that christ is in us and that is the spiritual fruit and i know already that as the lesson is coming from the topic spiritual fruit of freedom to have been a thought in the head at what is this spiritual fruit what is it and um, at what point exactly is a life expected to bear this fruit and how can it continue in one's life most especially when we talk of the struggle that happens between the human nature and the spirit of god we talk that it's always in struggle no wonder we see converts who gives their life to christ and keeps telling you that things i don't want to do i still find myself doing it and most especially we see them running back to their vomit and even let's take it real to ourselves we still see christians who have given their life to christ 10 15 and even more years ahead of time to this period and what do we still see we are not seeing them really living that life that is totally free from sin what is actually wrong is this how the lord has called it to be and how best can we live off it if really this is not what it expected to be? This is all our lesson is taking a focus on today. And don't let us forget that it is all clear to us that all trees produce fruit according to their kind. And if we are actually saying that the seed of our life of freedom is from Jesus Christ, then we must really produce a fruit reflecting the life of Christ. A lesson is taken from the book of Galatians, chapter 5, 15 to 26. Let us pray. Father, we appreciate you because you love us dearly. We bless you because your word again is coming today to bless our life. And as you are calling us into this freedom that can be sustained by spiritual fruit, we pray, God, that you will help us, Lord, to possess all this fruit and live, even showing off each manifestation all the days of our lives. Till we see you, O God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Before we go to our lesson, which is in two parts, quickly to our golden text. It's taken from Galatians 5.25. It reads us, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Yes, our first part of the lesson says the works of human nature. The works of human nature. That is taken from Galatians 5, 16 to 21. Yes, just as the word of God has come to us first in concern to all that it entails in preserving our freedom in Christ Jesus. He has been, it has been a focus all through from the beginning of the lesson in first Sunday of May. Yes, this time around, the encouragement that Paul is giving to the Galatians church continue. And there was this that Paul was able to make clear to them. He made a comparison. He made what we call comparison and contraction between two ways of life. And these two ways of life, as clearly stated by him, is a life first controlled by God and a life also controlled by one own human self or nature. And a life controlled by the flesh and life controlled by the spirit. These are the two. If we will clearly bring it up that way as well. And in saying all of this, he was able to encourage us, the church, sorry, the church in Galatians, as is also coming to us today, that living the life controlled by the spirit of God is the life that should be picked. It's a life that is guaranteeing a, a, a perfect living that is guaranteeing freedom. That is it. And in bringing this to us also, is making us to understand that how we will say that we are having a life that is controlled by the Spirit is that we will no longer satisfy the desires of human nature. Yes, human nature will be calling us to a lot of things. By the fact that the body desires a lot. The body wants food. The body wants clothes. The body wants nice things, you know. The body wants a lot that we can shelter you know a lot that we can call the basic needs of life and in all of this even the, the, the body wants some things we cannot visibly see but that inside of it part of it is a body wants her praiser a body wants you know um exhortation a body wants this some satisfaction and the the call of god to us is that we have to be controlled by the spirit and not allowing the desires of the flesh the what the body wants to be what controls us because in all of this the passion that comes with the body is an opponent to that of the spirits and the the, the, the desire of the spirit also is an opponent to that of the flesh and what rules a man is the spirit. What is the perfect embodiment of a perfect life is its spirit, not the body. The body is just what is housing the spirit. So when we begin to allow what houses the spirit to control the main thing that owns a being or that reflects a being, then we'll spoil what it is even of that being. We'll destroy that being. And that is why Christ is coming to say for a life to be totally freed. And that life has to be controlled by the spirit. And we're not talking about just the spirit of this same being controlling itself. But allowing the spirit of God coming upon that spirit to control it. Since the spirit of a man has a source. 
since the spirit of a man is not in his own accord, it is connected to someone, the creator, then there is a need for us, who has, many who has given their life to Christ, as this lesson is coming today, to understand that it is no longer us that is living again. It is no longer us that has the control of our life to whatever direction we want it to go. But now that we have been set free and we have committed the lordship of our life to God, then the word of God is coming today to make us understand that then we have to be controlled by the same spirit of he that has liberated us. And that is by the Holy Spirit. And this was what Paul was able to make clear, that then this life has to be guided by the Spirit of God, led by the Spirit, that when the body wants this and that, it has to be subjected to the Spirit of God first to check and to be sure, is this what I'm meant to go for? Is it what I'm meant to say? Is it what I'm meant to do? Is this how God expects of me to go by the way of my, my thought, my reasoning, my wish, my desire, my want? My aspiration. Is this how it is expected? That life has to be led by the Spirit of God. It is when we go by this that we will not come even to be controlled or yoked by the law again. We become a, a, a liberated being. Whom God is now the, the lamp. Whom God is now the sheet. Whom God is now the shepherd in control of it. And I pray that the Lord will continually help us as the work of God is coming clearer to us in Jesus' name. Verse 19 to 21 was able to reflect to us the works of the flesh. And one thing that is clear from that particular verse is as enormous as to all practices that we see even in the world today. We see wickedness, we see morality, we see impurity, we see covetousness, we see a lot, greed. And all of these are there. Fornication, adultery, idolatry, these are sorcery. These are all mentioned. But one thing that God was able to also bring clarity to us from that particular passage is the fact that there is consequences and result of a life that is controlled by the flesh and not under the control of God. And that verse was able to make clear that those who do such wicked heart will not share in the kingdom of God. And when this is also said, it is also made premise that lives under the same nature will result in death and enmity with God. And when a life is not in right standing or in relationship with God, then what is not the essence of that life? Meaningless, hopeless, vanity upon vanity. So the admonition is coming to us as Christians in the world where staying on the will of God, obeying God, being led by God and 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 staying on uh, on his call to us for salvation is becoming difficult as a lot is what human want to pursue at a time like this we still must understand that there is an end for everything we must understand that the better life that we want or may desire out there can't be gotten out there but is with the source which is god and he gives to us he gives to us and is giving is perfect is right for us so the more we stay with him the better for us so we must not be controlled by the desires of our flesh but be 
under the help of the Holy Spirit to guide us. Much more, how to overcome this struggle that comes with our spirit and the flesh is for us to also stay watchful, ensuring that we avoid all that could entangle us. It's also for us to be prayerful, committing our life to the grace that comes from God, helping us always to overcome sin. I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. The last part of the lesson is the works of the Spirit, and that is taken from Galatians 5, 22 to 26. As we have been able to be exposed to the works of the flesh, the works of the Spirit here, as Paul compares, is one thing that we must know, reflecting himself in some spirit-produced fruits. And all of these spiritual fruits that we're talking about are these spiritual fruit of freedom. They express themselves in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and all a lot that we can talk about that is reflecting God even himself, Christ in himself, humility, self-control, a life around all of this that is not selfish, a life that is unto the control of God and a life that is not after his own. A life that is not unto selfish ambition. These are premise even in the book, book of Philippians as we see as well as God is calling us to such life. And one thing that we must understand is this life in itself is giving us life. This life in itself is able to kill the passion of the flesh. So the admonition today is that we must allow the Spirit of God and this spiritual fruit to grow in us as we embrace its manifestation. As we open ourselves to have this seed to bring fruit inside of us, the seed of Christ in us, then we will be able to overcome flesh. A loving life will not do others evil, will not be greedy, will not be selfish. A life under self-control will not do anything that is impure or immoral. And this is just what we need. A life controlled by the Spirit of God, producing fruits, reflecting spiritual freedom. We've come to the end of our lesson. I'm wishing us all a glorious service ahead of Sunday. And I pray that God is, as God is expecting us to manifest works of the Spirit, we'll live always to do this. And the grace of God will be sufficient for us. Flesh will be dead in us. And the Spirit of God will be alive in us always. In the name of Jesus. We will listen to the voice of God and not to our flesh and not to that of the world or the devil. In Jesus' name. Bye, everyone. The Lord bless us always in Jesus' name. Amen.